Welcome back, Panther fans. Uh, I am David Brown along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. And Tim Thurber. Hello. And this is State of Atlanta. I was rough because while we were going through all that, I had this cold beer sitting here that I had not opened, and I was really resisting opening a new one. Oh, is that why you were um, sort of rushing it? Yeah, after, getting- after a minute, you were like, you know what, let's just start recording. Jones in a little bit. Yeah. So we had some technical difficulties with Facebook. It wasn't letting us go live. So we're trying this YouTube thing, which fortunately uh, with YouTube, you have to like, get a key 24 hours in advance. So that's why we started on Facebook originally. So I never, I went and applied for the key back when we did this the very first time. Unfortunately, it all worked. So we're able to be here, but who knows if we'll get anybody to, to join us. We'll see. Uh, we have 116 days until football be- supposedly begins, guys. Uh, yeah. All right. I was about to say, we'll put that 100 and however many days in quotes. Exactly. I don't even know if that's our game. I think that may actually be like the, the Wednesday or Thursday game or something like that. But I did see 116 days till college football. But before we get into that, uh, how was y'all's week? Mother's Day. Everyone uh, do their responsibilities. Um, mostly I didn't realize it was mother's day until Friday. And so I put in my Amazon order for presents on Saturday. <laughs> and, um, so they're, they're, they're trickling in this week. Gotcha. Well, you are doing a lot better than me because, uh, <laughs> we didn't do any, I didn't really make plans at all until, uh, Sunday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. So nice. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. How about you, Tim? You, uh, we did a risky socially distance uh, visit to my mom. So my sister's family and myself went up there, visited mom in the driveway. And yeah, that's good. That's good. That's she good. needed it. She is really lonely. She's, yeah, there was a, a she's widowed. Of, so she needed. She needed some yeah. How long has she been holding up by herself then? So that, that this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it was really good for her to see some, uh, some faces again, especially your yeah. kid. No, absolutely. You can you can do it non risky though. We did a little block party last week, and um, we just went over to the neighbors, and everyone set up chairs like far enough away from each other, and we just like ordered some pizza, and like everyone brought their own dinner, and we just hung out, and it was nice. You're yeah. seeing more and more like all kinds of people like, with either just in their neighborhoods or even going out into like parking lots and setting up tailgate type tents and kind of doing a a tailgate without really interacting with anybody other than shouting across. From tents to tents, which uh, I mean, six feet's cool. not that far. You can no, have a fine. decent conversation with somebody and keep good good distance from them. So, yeah, well, it sounds like things are slowly but surely starting to open back up for better or for worse. Yeah, so, uh, we got a little bit of news this week about what possibly could be happening with with sports. Uh, although I did see an article; it's an old article. I didn't see it until after we recorded last week's episode. But on April twenty fourth. Coastal Carolina's president came out and said that on a conference call with all the Sunbelt presidents that the unanimous decision was the season would be delayed or canceled altogether for Sunbelt. But I don't, I think that's, that was only 10, I got like two weeks, three weeks ago or something like that. Uh, but I think that was pretty premature at that point. And from what we're hearing now from the other conferences, nothing to worry about, right? It's in the bag. We're good. <laughs> well, so uh, we have other sports coming back. NASCAR is back this week with no fans, which like I think we talked about before makes the most sense as far as a sport, quote unquote, sport to come back because he doesn't need a lot of people in his fans to 
drive around in a circle. And it's not like you're hearing fans cheering you when you're in a 200 decibel car at 150 degrees. You know, you don't care about anybody being out there. And maybe, maybe it's more yeah. risky now. Maybe because like before they're like, well, if I take this turn too tight, then I'll go flying in the stands and kill somebody. Now it's like, no, I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> well, what about the pit crew, right? They're all close to each other. Wear masks. Yeah, masks. They'll be fine. They're already wearing earmuffs. There's a string of masks between the two of them. They'll be fine to go, right? Exactly. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's less than 10 people. I have no idea how many people are on a pit crew. <laughs> yeah. And then I guess uh, baseball's coming back, right? <clears throat> they yeah, announced that. Capacity. Yeah. So uh, they went through a lot of different variations, but it looks like uh, the owners approved last night's proposal. I guess it has to go to the players' union or something. I don't know. But yeah, it'd be the uh, kind of dro- dropping the leagues and going uh, with um, like like the NL East to play the AL East for an entire season at home cities. Which yeah, the talk about talk about before that was doing things like around the uh, practice facilities, spring training facilities, and they had us playing a whole different slew of teams than what will be in the AL East, which I kind of liked a lot better. But I still kind of like this. It's to make something good and fun out of this it gives us a unique experience for a season to be like the the east champs not just the nl east or the al east just the east champs for a season be kind of cool if we want hopefully just for one season yeah but do you think it'll be i haven't read the proposal i have no idea do you think it's going to be i know they said no fans at first do you think we'll end up with fans and stands by the end just of the like season? cut down by like a sixth or something yeah like your your high Ticket uh, people will be out there, but maybe not in the same seats as they normally are, kind of spread out across the stadium. I think your high value ticket holders are going to be there anyway in the exact same place they normally are in their boxes. Well, I was thinking about that with the suite. (laughs) Yeah, you can do the suite, which is great. But, you know, what are the suites? Like the Georgia State suite hold, you know, 16 people roughly. Uh, I think they're smaller and larger, but that kind of is a larger group than you would necessarily have they want to get together and a, and a definitely in a confined space with people breathing on each other and sharing, you know, food and other stuff and everything. So yeah, the suites at SunTrust park are probably a lot nicer. Truest park, my friend, truest park. Truest. Oh, my bad. Who cares? It, this is actually showing you that like no one wants to be called truest park. Like, you know, the, the sports gods struck us down with coronavirus just to prevent <laughs> Baseball to be played in something called shut down the park. entire world because exactly. of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can um, tell you without a doubt the suites at Truist Park are better than Old Turner Field. The the, the yeah. Well, I've been you've been to both then, right? You've been to the SunTrust seats in both. Yeah, I've been to both. Yeah. And, uh, the, the the spread is far better here oh, yeah. at Truist Park than it was, um, and it was just a larger bar area underneath there, which was really cool. If yeah. You have, if you have the chance to sit in a seat that's four hundred dollars a seat times eighty-one games a season, take that opportunity because it's really, really nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it is pretty. It's pretty posh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, my problem is whenever I go into place, it's all you can drink. I take that as a challenge, and so I spend not enough time sitting at the in the seat watching the game. I mean, they have the they have the delivery thing. They have the woman that'll come up there, but she's not nearly on page with me as far as. <laughs> No, they're under strict instructions that when they find the person that's like you, they start, they, they throttle. Cause you'll put them out of business. You'll bankrupt them. You know? Well, the, 
I've only been in those seats three or four times at, at uh, Truist or SunTrust. I, it was SunTrust when I went. So right. three or four times at SunTrust. And uh, whenever I went, I, I got those seats because I was there with some friends that work in the uh, uh, booze industry, like distributors or brewers or whatever. And so I'm, and I'm there as a friend of theirs. So I kind of have to be on my best behavior. So if they order drinks, I can order drinks the same time they order, but I can't be like ordering like two or three, you know, in between their one. Why not? Which is what I would be doing if I would, if I just had those seats for myself. Yeah. I don't know why not. I think you just do it. Well, I want to be able to come back. I I mean, don't be, don't be a jerk. You know, I mean, I know it's tough. (laughs) You could just say you're ordering beers for one of them. I struggle with that, man. I struggle. <laughs> oh, well, the problem is when I go to these things, so the park is so far away from home. And when I go to these games, I go to the day, the weekday day games. Like I take yep. a day off work and I go. And so I still have to come home and act like a functioning adult and husband uh, and father and everything. Because like, I get there and like, let's do shots. And I'm like, oh, this, this is 11 o'clock in the morning. And I've already had a couple of beer with lunch, but yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. It's, it's trying to like temper the, the desire to just to get absolutely wasted uh, at the very beginning at the onset and then try to find my way in my $100 Uber ride home because surging prices and everything. Oh boy. Is that what it costs to get back from uh after a game's over, yeah, it's pretty wow. expensive. So I end up walking like a mile away, drunk. I say, I say, walk. I stumble down like Cobb Parkway uh, for a mile or so until I get far enough away that I'm out of the surging thing. But I right. inevitably stop at a Taco Bell on the way or something. Yeah, and yeah. No, but that's just a bonus, man. Like I, I feel like you're complaining right now, and I don't understand why. No, it's just I'm actually bragging about how awesome my life is. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so that's supposed to start as early as July 4th, uh, I think they said. So that's not that far away, you know, a month and a half away now, which is great. Bad. Yeah. Uh, and then Major League Soccer has a proposal. Did you see this, Tim? Major League Soccer, as, as the resident Major League Soccer fan here. Uh, I did not see it because there have been so many proposals for Major proposal League Soccer. Proposal for all the teams to head down to Orlando and play the season out there, kind of like what the uh, baseball was talking about doing. Mm-hmm in Arizona, which I love the idea in Arizona, but now this is happening in uh, Orlando with soccer. I Now I'm looking at it from somebody who does not really care about the sport that much. I think it's a horrible idea. I think guys would get so like just bored being down there. They're probably the quality of play would drop tremendously and it'd probably be, it's probably wouldn't be good. Because Orlando's boring? Is that what you're saying? Where are they going to play? You're not going to do anything besides basically, you know, sleep, practice, and um, play your game, play your matches. And uh, what soccer does on a week between games, basically, week to 10 days between games, something like that. So it's a lot of downtime of just sitting in a hotel and not being able to go out and see anybody do anything, unless they're doing like testing whenever you walk back into the hotel or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But that being said, I still think you should make a reality TV show about it. There's got to be a camera crew in there the entire time following these guys around at the bar after games in the hotel lobby and everything. That would be awesome. Yeah. I would watch, I would watch soccer, but I would watch that. I'd watch what that happens daily. when you take however many soccer players? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah if they did like every day, like they just like recorded like every day and posted every night what happened, that, that would be awesome. I would watch that. Yeah, definitely. It'd be great. Yeah. Have I don't seen. Oh, go I'm, ahead. I know uh, Lane and I we don't like Orlando shitty. 
Yeah, I was actually following along on the uh, United message board on Reddit, and they're basically, oh, so you mean we go undefeated this season because we don't lose in Orlando? <laughs> that, that That is the rivalry, though. United's big rivalry is Orlando, right? It is one of them, yeah. We don't really call it a rivalry because they don't beat us, but... Um, He's not like a Southern fan there, right there, Tim. Ah, it's true, though. They don't beat us. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it's kind of cool. I don't know. I mean, I'm all for whatever makes it happen. How about that? Like, I don't want them to cancel the season. I think that'll suck for everyone. Players, fans, owners, I guess. Yeah. They're already going to lose out on money anyway if they're going to play in Orlando because they're going to have to roll over our season tickets to next year or, you know, get refunds or whatever. So I, I think you say they have to, but I don't think they do. They probably don't, but they already said <laughs> they would. Yeah. Well, so um, the uh, was it his name, Dr. Fauci? Is that our, uh, our yes, yeah, Dr. Fauci? Dr. Fauci. So he came out and said that football, that's what we care about mostly here, is uh, it's basically just a breeding ground for this type of thing. And so coming back to full <laughs> stands would be like the worst thing possible. But he does see it possible to play football this season with like a crap ton of testing of the players, maybe no fans in the stands or something like but, that. But on the flip side of that, he also said he doesn't see students going back to school in the fall and Mark Emmert and the rest of the NCAA has basically said no students, no football. Yeah. That's the kicker, right? Is like, so if there's no students on campus, can you legitimately have student athletes on campus? So you're step, you're separating them as a different student altogether. Yeah, maybe right. that's the whole secret to having their naming rights. Now they're not just students, and you can just get away with it. Employees of the university, yeah. yeah they were complaining because this is going to get rid of the amateur aspect of it, right? So if we've gotten rid of the amateur aspect, then uh, we're good. We're good to go. We'll get some football. Right, so uh, the SEC said they're already looking at playing, even if the NCAA does not play. And I think uh, today or yesterday, Pac-12 came out and said they're looking into it as well. I love it. I I love that a lot. But then also today, uh, LA County came out and said they're enacting their stay in home orders and through middle of July or something like that. So if the if they're if they're gonna have stay at home orders during what would be practice training times and everything, I don't know if these West Coast schools and they're they're all on the kind of same page. Those West guys, West Coast guys are all on the same page. Are they gonna even be able to be ready to fill the team come fall? Or are they gonna do a delayed play? Who cares, man? Who cares? We live in Georgia, dude. Well, I care because it's <laughs> that's, that's how it may impact your okay, So, yeah. So, you're right, Ryan. So, we live in Georgia. So, as you see, looking to do. What are you looking forward to Southern California, watching them play? What, what's, what's going on here? Well, I'm just talking about what other conferences are doing. So, but yeah, let's look at the SEC. Uh, uh, Russ posted on Panda Talk about it. Last, I think it was like on Wednesday, the day the episode came out last week. So, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. But the SEC proposal, or not proposal, but the fact they're looking at it. And he made a good observation that the SEC footprint is relatively identical to this Sunbelt footprint. So if the SEC can play their games without NCAA getting involved, then Sunbelt should be able to play their games. They should, um, they should cancel their whole out-of-conference schedule and then just partner up with Sunbelt teams to do some out-of-conference like right. some exhi- exhibition style games with some. Oh, no, teams. no, 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 not exhibition yeah. whatsoever at all. And I'll t- and I mean, I'll it's play. all it's all exhibition if NCAA is not sanctioning it, right? I mean, well, no, but you still have your uh, you claim pandemic championship or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, what what right. record book is it going to go into? Like, you know, 
Well, it would definitely go in there. There would definitely be all kinds of documentaries done about this thing and books. The lost and, season. Exactly. Well, so, he, but so one of the things they're talking about, Dr. Fauci was saying, is it'd be like like insane testing. And, they were, and I guess they have rapid testing right now coming out and everything. They have for a while now, but. Right. So, but it like, made, made available more readily and everything. So it'd be like one of those kind of things that on game day, they test all the players. Anybody that tests negative can't play or test positive can't play. And so I'm like, all right, so we're scheduled to play Alabama week two. What if we show up in Tuscaloosa on Saturday? They do their test. And so there's been an outbreak in Tuscaloosa. And there's so many players that test positive. They can't feel the team. They field so few players that we just like stomp all over them and we get our win over Bama. (laughs) I'll take it. A win's a win, man. That's all anybody cares about. I thought you were going to be more devious there, dude, and say like we go down there on Thursday, just spray. Whoa! Coronavirus all over them. Oh my god! <laughs> Crop dust the entire city. Of Jesus! City I'm of not. I, I need to. I need. I hear something going on in my house. I need to leave and never right. come back to this podcast. <laughs> I like to remind that. Uh, I like to remind that Tim. Uh, yes, yes, that. Um, you got. You, you have a place where we can get some Corona. Some some uh, CV nineteen CDC down the street or something like that. Or we have someone. Live here that can just take. I've been coughing for weeks, man. I've been coughing since we last met in person. You, you know, coughing so long that you are you're now on uh, coronavirus twenty. Like you're on the, whole <laughs> the, the, the mutated version of this whole thing. Right? It, I I mutated it. It mutated within me. Yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> you you can go get tested, like, Ryan. Just go get tested now. I could, but I I don't want them to swab my brain. Yeah, that doesn't sound pleasurable. Are they still doing like the total recall thing or they shove the thing up your nostril into the back it's, of your head? It's either that or they're pricking your finger and I'm not into needles either. So I would almost rather them swab my brain. Well, to be fair, it's not really a needle. It's more like, it's like a, a thumbtack. Yeah. A thumbtack on a spring-loaded nothing. Yeah, guess what? That's a needle. Like it's <laughs> it's worse than a needle because it's not a shot needle. It's like it hurts. So when you when you watch the footage of them like doing vaccinations, are you like I don't oh. I don't I don't yeah I don't watch that I, I cover my I can't face. take that I I look away I put something I put my hands in front of my face I can't any shots any, anybody using drugs in movies uh, I I cannot watch any of it look even down, when you're getting your, if you're getting a shot yourself you hit you can't look or whatever uh-huh. no no I uh, I I tried to get better when Laurie was pregnant um, I tried to like I was like all right I gotta I gotta like steal myself for this because it's gonna happen so often so like I sat there and I stared at her every time like they drew blood didn't work it was terrible every single time uh, needles have never been a problem with me i had a friend going to nursing school and she had to test uh ivs like getting ivs on people and asked to bring in friends and family and i went in there and she was not good do not have her as a nurse whatsoever at all <laughs> he was not able to find a vein whatsoever at all i'm clenching yeah, my butthole right now while you talk about that right 15 20 times just missing all over the place my arm so i'm with you ryan it makes me feel weak when i watch mm-hmm. it it's awesome. Like it's terrible. The the vaccination videos. Every time you turn on the news, you see it, and I have to like constantly look away. It's yeah. just in your face. And then IVs. Like if you have an IV and you and you're squeamish about it, like it's just this constant reminder that something's happening. My neighbor right. is di- is diabetic, and he's got like one of those machines on his like strapped to him. You know. Yeah. My yeah. Got and like I see the bulge of that, and all I can think is that that is a needle inside of him somewhere. See, and all I think is that he's living in the 80s with a pager. Like, that's what I think of when I see those. <laughs> I see a needle sticking in. He's got a pager inside of him. That's all I see. 
<laughs> but yeah, so this this whole SEC thing about playing, I liked Russ's uh, slippery slope of the, how this is going to shut down the NCAA or the SEC is going to, because you know, he's a big UGA fan, so he's a big SEC pounder and everything. He thinks that SEC will get so much exposure from being the only conference playing that they'll realize they don't need the NCAA. Then they'll pull, who do you have? Yeah, Clemson, Texas, Oklahoma, and Florida State would join the SEC. They'd break away from the NCAA, and then you'd have your, what Ryan's talking about, your effective minor league uh, sports league run by these, what, 20, 20 schools. What do you guys think about that? Not, Not all at once. It wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the minor league, right? That would be that would be the major. We would be the 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 minor league at that point, like the the NCAA, right? Oh, that's what you meant. That's what he meant. No, I mean the minor league is the NFL. I mean, it, not not minor league. Uh, but oh, but I'm saying, like, it would be the XFL or the AFL. Now you got your pro players, but yeah, you actually have backing for the for the sports league. Well, I I love like that whole conversation talking about what would happen. That whole thing that that that's great. You could talk so many things about it, but I think number one is. Do you really think that Clemson, Texas, Oklahoma, Florida State are going to leave to join the SEC in this whole thing and Vanderbilt still gets to be part of this? Like, are they going to keep Vandy in there? Are they going to keep, I mean, maybe even, I don't know, Missouri or uh, what are the other crappy SEC schools? Kentucky? Are they going to keep Auburn? Yeah, Auburn. <laughs> Auburn has an national championship more recently than UGA there does, uh, Ryan. <laughs> Florida. I don't know. I was just trying to, yeah, I was just, you know, just trying to stick it to them. Something's kind of weird, though. I mean, with, I mean, they already have some of the best players, right, in the SEC. Would you see this weird separation where they cycle out all the talent that pretty much shouldn't be there and you'd cycle in transfers from all the other conferences? What, wait, they could have their own rules on transfers. So they, they these schools could start and then you'd have some kid going to, um, I don't know, Georgia Tech or whatever. And like, oh, he was pretty good last season. We're going to pay you $10,000 to come play for Georgia, for Bama, for Vanderbilt, I guess, more academically. Well, so while we're just making stuff up um, yeah. in, like, this fantasy world, what if they had a relegation with the NCAA? And <laughs> the worst teams in this in this semi-pro go down to the NCAA, and the best teams of the NCAA get traded up into this new well, really- semi-pro. Relegation is a really fun concept to talk about. But. I love it. I love it as an idea. I think we should do it with FBS, FCS, or like, or we should pair up like SEC and Sunbelt and like relegate between the two would be awesome. I Well, do you really want to put like Lafayette and Texas State and those guys down south in that same kind of opportunity of that type of thing right now? I think... No, 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 but I don't think we do because I think we just up our game to the degree that, like, we don't oh, get there. Oh, up yeah. our game. That's what we've been doing wrong the past Yeah, yeah, years. yeah. You just, we just up our game yet. We just play that. better. Yeah. Exactly. Duh. Get better Come players, on, play better, win more games. David, David, get Shut your up. head in the game, man. Get your head in the game. <laughs> it's so simple. <laughs> I should get hired as a consultant. Sean Elliott needs to hire me. He would be the consultant from that commercial from like what, 10 or 15 years ago. It's like the the boss guy sitting there and he closes the box. He's like, everything sounds great. Do it. And the guy's like, Oh, we don't do anything. We just tell you what you should do. We don't (laughs) know how to make it happen at all. I'll go, I'll go in the locker room and I'll say, all right, quarterback, you, you throw the ball and wide receiver, you, you get into the end zone before he throws the ball and then catch it every play. 
So our, our Van Wilder uh, thing in the basketball uh, game or ba- basketball uh, halftime. Any, any, no. any Van Wilder it's been a long, it's been a long time, man. It's been uh, a long yeah, time. Van Wilder so many times. It's a great. It's one of the best college sports movies ever. College sports. Yeah, they, they play college basketball in there. There's diving in there. There's uh, a, a naked run. Running's a sport, apparently. <laughs> if driving's a sport, then running's a sport. I yeah, maybe. There's something, there's something called track, right? Yeah. All right, so circling back to uh, this concept. <laughs> yeah, so one of the things I was thinking about is if the SEC does that, then obviously SBC, Sunbelt should totally just do whatever they can to jump along with and be like, yeah, you can have more games if you play us. And Just play us. <laughs> we the cupcakes you can beat up on everything. But then, so maybe it's just SEC and Sunbelt, or maybe you can get another conference, ACC, or I don't know, Big Ten, or something, kind of join along, whatever. Well, you still have the college football playoff where the top four teams go. If there's four conferences or less, is this actually a chance for the Sun Belt to get a spot in the college football playoffs? Still probably no, but, you know, anything can happen. It'd be App State anyways. It'd be <laughs> well, App. It depends because, like, technically the BCS was a separate organization from the NCAA back when that was, like, the, the when the bowl system was there. And I don't think the BCS is a thing now, but is the CFP a thing that's yeah. independent of the NCAA? It yes. is. Well, I don't know if it's independent of the NCAA, but it is a contractual like entity where the top four teams or th- through the committee get to go and play these these three bowl games for championship. So right. So what I'm saying is this could be our opportunity to finally field a team in the college football playoffs. This could be our season. The only so it, season. What you're saying is we just need to play better, though. Well, there's so few much, so few teams to play. Yes, <laughs> our chances are a lot better. <laughs> I mean, if you're reading the uh, state of the Panthers today, we are going to be a top 25 team in the nation. So I swear well, to God, top, guys, top, top 25 team, a top 25 program, like in all sports. That's yeah. what you're saying, right? Yeah. I opened that email and I said I should read this so that I can contribute when it is inevitably brought up. And I think it's still open in a window somewhere. It's also still open in a window of mine, and I did not read everything because I and I I do read Cobb's State of the Panthers uh, every month they come out. I did not read this one. It was long and didn't have a lot to say. And then in, this is the story every week, man. Every time we talk about this, you say the same thing. Well, then in true Charlie Cobb fashion, he just decides to start throwing in random slides from some presentation we've never seen before. Right. It's part of the thing. But there was one takeaway, and I actually tweeted about it a little while ago. Uh, he actually, is it the, one of the last paragraphs of the thing? Yeah. He says, as the premier academic institution in the conference, I'm paraphrasing. And then he went on to say whatever else he had to say. And it should, but what he should have said was, we got to get to the hell out of this conference and get into some more peer institutions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're telling me that a, an urban university with a research program and doctorates does not get along in a conference with uh, schools in Bumsville, Louisiana, and Nowheresville, Georgia, and Alabama. People that worship drainage, whatever. Right. Pension ponds. Drainage ditches. That's, that's where the coronavirus came from, Corona Creek. I think well, the of, thing is, is we they're going to have a competitive advantage over any of us if if it's uh, you know whoever doesn't have Corona gets to compete because I mean they're all 
they're fine. They're not going right. to get it, right? I mean, they've, they've been exposed to far worse at this point. Well, actually, Louisiana, I think it was the second most outbreak state from uh, New York. New Orleans had a big uh, outbreak right after Mardi Gras because yeah, like, like that's when it was happening, but we didn't know was it was happening. Of everything start, like coming into the country with Mardi Gras. It's all those kids went there and yeah. that disaster of everything. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, um, they got hit hard. Yeah. Do people in Louisiana go to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, or is that just tourists from all over the, the country and world? No, they go. They go to the parades. Like, they're yeah, all but like it, I went around when I was there. Um, the only time oh, I've ever been there. That second beer went down so much faster than the first one did. <laughs> Fun night. <laughs> we were, um, we were, we were, I, was, I went and got a haircut somewhere and was talking to somebody, and they were like, oh, you know, like a decade ago, it was awesome because it was all, it was like mostly locals. And then something happened where like, it's now this international thing and everybody's there and they're like, it's not fun to go. So like locals don't go to the well, I went I went about twenty years ago and it's filthy and disgusting. And I mean yep. as as a dude that likes boobies, there's a lot of boobies to be seen. But honestly, twenty years looking back, it was not worth it. That place is filthy and disgusting. The fact that I got out of there without a staph infection is phenomenal. Like multiple. Yeah. Can you get multiple <laughs> staph infections? I don't know. Can you imagine how dirty it is, like at Mardi Gras versus just regular. It's probably about the same. Yeah, I've, I've been both, and I think actually the last time, well, the last time I went was for a Falcons game, uh, but that was after swearing I'd never go back. But the last time before that is I went to New Orleans. Before I'd only been for uh, Mardi Gras and Y two K. It was like the big New Year's Day party because I was there for the national championship. But then I went on a random road trip. And during the summer, and I walked through French Quarter like on a Tuesday at eleven o'clock, eleven thirty, and it was just disgusting, like, miserable. Oh, man, this place is filthy and smells, and it's just rotten, awful. Yeah, and I just assume that's the way the rest of the state of Louisiana is. Well, I think I've brought this up before, but there was a cartoon I saw on Facebook somewhere or another. And like the first frame said, "Talk dirty to me," and the second frame was, "I walked barefoot down Bourbon Street." Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. More power to you. I don't know the smell when I was there for the Sun Belt basketball tournament um, two years ago. In the morning was just, yeah, it was it's terrible. Not it, a clean city. Yeah, it's oh. like it's like you had a football or basketball team come into a locker room after a really long, intense game, and they didn't shower anything. They just like changed left all their clothes in the gym and left. And then it permeated during the hot summer sun for, you know, weeks on end. He's walking to the steamy, mucusy, moldy, disgusting Petri dish of a place that's only rivaled by Statesboro, Georgia. So what did you, uh, what did you think of the Superdome there? It's I thought it was a piece of crap. The, the thing that I thought about, because I had not, I went to the Superdome that last time I went for the Falcons game, and that was, uh, it was Dan Quinn's first year uh, with the Falcons. So that's what, five years ago? Yeah. That sounds right. So. Five years ago. So I had not been to the Superdome uh, in, since 2000, so 15 years. So I didn't really remember that much, and I was way more drunk when I was there for the national championship. And all I could think about while I was walking to that horrible stadium, walking up to the second row from the back on the upper end zone area, like I was right next to the filth. That's like a hike, man. Those steps are serious. And they're, and they're not uniform. 
It's, no. This is not meets kind of OSHA code or whatever. It's like you, you'll have one step that's like three and a half inches tall and the next one's like 15 inches tall. There's not any uniform. I'm, I'm not joking. I'm not. Exactly. He's not kidding. I promise. It's, that's okay. It's still funny, guys. I can still laugh. It's okay. And it's, and it's almost like they get higher the further you go. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. But no, what my what one thought that I had the entire time was, how does this place get Super Bowls every four or five years? It's horrible. Yeah. It's it's god awful. How the Georgia Dome only had two. The and I know we had the the snowstorm ice stuff, thing. Yeah. But how how the Georgia Dome only had two Super Bowls in the, in the time span that that New Orleans probably had five or six. I've got no idea. It's it's horrible. And then you look up. Uh, my wife said, looking up, she's like, I feel like this is what the inside of the Death Star looks like, looking at with the, all the holes. <laughs> yeah, with like the the part where the laser beam comes out. But look, like, it just looks disgusting. There's I'm with you. In it. Yeah, I was w- I was there for the Sugar Bowl where Texas beat up on Georgia, and we were in the upper deck and the stairs. I was like, "Holy shit! If you're drunk, you're gonna fall!" Like, oh yeah, yeah, because the steps are not even and they're super high. And I was like, and then I looked up and I was like, "Good lord, there are holes all over the ceiling." What? Like, I, I thought the same thing as you. And this was only like two years ago. How do they get all these events? I mean, it's, it's the city of New Orleans. It's that party, party, kind of that French Quarter district. It's that whole thing. But I'm like, it's just disgusting. It's horrible. I, I don't get it whatsoever at all. But They are going to upgrade it, apparently, finally. They need to tear it down. Yeah, that was one of the things, too. But they, no, I'm talking about the state of Louisiana. It. Tear the whole state down. <laughs> just close all the borders. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, actually, I think what they should do is, to be politically correct, I'll say move everyone out first. I don't want to get in trouble for being inappropriate here, but yeah. they should just turn all the pumps and levees and crap like that off and let nature take its course. Like we're seeing right now on this whole, like the world's getting a like, cleaner and better right now. Like Venice has like dolphins swimming through there. Don't quote me on that. It, maybe it's just goldfish. I'm not sure, but um, everything is getting clearer, cleaner. And sw- let's do the same thing. In Louisiana. Let's, let's do our best thing we can for this country and try to clean up the worst state we have. And just, get everything out of there and let nature take its course and reclaim that area and not go back. I don't think that's a controversial opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm being dead, dead honest. Uh, yeah, you're right. Move the people out first, but, um, any, anyone that builds a city like under sea level at the sea, I mean, you're asking for trouble. No, if you want to build a city under sea level, that's fine. Have a cool at the sea. city on the sea floor. Oh, yeah. Okay. That would be right. so cool. You know, like a little yeah. sea elevator gun there. I can do, what was that? Oh, crap. I can't think of the movie now. Uh, the Water. Uh, Atlantis. James Cameron movie from back in the 90s. I can't think of the name of the movie. We need uh, Black, Black Sheep. Black Sheep. No. I, I think it was, I think it's Black Sheep. There's zombie sheep in New Zealand. That's not what I'm thinking of. I'm embarrassed. I can't think of the name of this movie right now. It's not David Cameron either. It's the other guy. It's the Hobbit guy. My bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. My bad. I hate that. I can't think of the name of that movie right now. Anyhow, New Orleans sucks. So say Louisiana, but college football is awesome. So, uh, we should have it. We should have it. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, I guess the general consensus is that through all these recommendations, there's so much money involved in college football that there's going to be college ball on some level. I, I super love the, we're going to do it with, with or without the NCAA. I, I 
the the um, person who loves watching dramas and and all that in me really wants to see all of that play out just for the chaos. Oh yeah, that, that, that's what what I'm talking about with the major league baseball, just to see the weirdest stuff possibly to happen. Yeah, great. But um, oh crap, I was gonna say. Uh, well, yeah, Wh- whatever you just said, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, whoa, that's that's nice. That doesn't happen often. I'm I'm gonna screenshot that one. And- so you're no, for- no, no, no. No, one thing is going against the NCAA, the right? What's that? You're for the conferences going against the NCAA. Yes and no. Um, what I was going to say no. is one thing we've not heard anything about is uh, spring. The talk of playing football in spring has not been talked about anymore. And maybe it's with oh. the NFL releasing their schedule and setting everything in the fall starting as usual. Maybe people are like, all right, well, it's going to happen, whether there's no fans or not. But you just don't hear people talking about college football in spring anymore. But as far as going as NCAA, to Ryan's point, utter chaos and anarchy. I love that. I want to watch the world burn in that re- in that respect. But then, well, also- the fun thing is it won't burn. Football will get right. played, and we will enjoy it, and nothing will be much different. And that'll be yes, great too. This season, then we'll see what happens. But also, think about it. Um, we're talking about one sport uh, out of all these colleges. So if the SC moves and does their own thing for college football. All right, now they've got their basketball teams. They've got their, their well, they have the Olympic sports as well, but let's face it, really all it comes down to, the only other sport that matters when it comes to generating dollars is college basketball. Are they going to be like, oh, NCAA, screw you, but keep our basketball teams in your tournament? <laughs> I don't think so. And if the NCAA knows what's good for them, they'll do it. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a major moneymaker. Exactly. I think when we were first start talking about this whole thing when they canceled uh, the tournament was they think they said that the March Madness tournament that that NCAA basketball tournament brings in like was it two thirds of the revenue of NCAA or something? It's like that? insane. Yeah, like so many people who don't tune in at all. I mean, it's it's insane how many people oh, watch I, for March Madness. I'm I'm one of those people. Like I obviously I watch Georgia State basketball, but yeah, I don't sure. I don't watch any other college basketball games yeah. some, unless it's some random night that I'm just flipping the channels. Nothing else is on. Like oh, my coworker's team is playing right now. I'll tune in so I can talk to her or him about it tomorrow. But that's a that's about the extent of me watching regular season college basketball until March Madness. Then it's like I'll take any game. Yeah, I'll watch any of them. So it's so, true. So what happens there? So now the SEC not only is fielding uh, a 12-game uh, in-conference football s- season, now you got to do college basketball as well. And at that point, I'm assuming they just drop the rest of college sports. They're not going to have track and field and all those other things if not under un- NCAA regulations to do so until the government comes through and says you've got to have – You've got to play those Olympic sports. Yeah, I don't know. So is Title IX, um, is that is that federal or is it NCAA? I, it's hard to tell. Uh, no I actually just don't know the answer to that. That's like yeah. a stats question. I've got no Where's idea. Where's John, man? I would guess it's probably it's, just NCAA, right? It's John's birthday. We, I gave uh, him to turn the night off. because What birthday. the hell, man? What were you <laughs> thinking? We need him. He needs he to probably, answer my question. He's probably sitting over there on Facebook hitting refresh over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> over Where are there. they? He's like, where'd they go? <laughs> it's oh, my birthday and they ditched me oh, it was my birthday with you guys yeah no um i'm checking no updates over there no i no. looked i've been checking every time you see my my face go bright it's because i'm 
tabbing over back up. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would think the uh, the SEC will just uh, send an application, <clears throat> say, "Hey, we want in this March Madness thing you're playing," and then break it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe to Russ's point, maybe this is the in- end of the NCAA, and it just becomes the conferences kind of run their own thing individually, and they set up their own rules for stuff, which we all have to agree that just kicks uh, G5 football out of the picture of competing with the right. P5s. They, they'll still need those games. That's the thing. So it doesn't totally kick us out of the picture. There's a reason they play us today. Do you think that they would rather play a 12-game season with one or two G5 out-of-conference games or a 10-game season in conference and not 12. worry about it? A 12-game season, I think they'd rather play a 16-game season with the rest of the things I'm adding. You think they want to go to a 16-game season? With four additional – that's what they want because they make a ton of money. Like, they pay us, um, you know, $1.2 million to come play them. That's because they're making just an incredible amount more than that to fill up their stadium and get their TV revenue. So, yeah, they want to play as many games as possible. Right. And to them, it's good practice. In a sense. They don't care about that. That's, that's not. No, that's not a real thing. They want. Nah, money. But, I mean, they, they like to get some reps in, try different things, see what nah. works. Nah. You know, maybe, nah. maybe at your best child of some kind of relegation. Maybe they'll do like a, uh, a United Nations Security Council, where your 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 top SEC schools and your Texas's whatever can't be relegated down, but then other schools can be moved up or down or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Texas is like, we are basically bankrolling this whole operation, so uh, we are not relegated. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. How does Texas have that much money? Like, they have, like, absurd money. Like, like Georgia is, like, a billion, two billion kind of years. But, like, Texas is kind of like, oh, we remember being like that in the 80s. Like, and they're not, they haven't been good in a long time. Texas has been horrible the past, like, <clears throat> 15 years they also do systems like we do uh like like the you know you know the uh georgia university university system of georgia i think is what it's called but they have the same thing in texas but they're all there's like three or four of them because it's so huge so but they all share money between them well but yeah but but there's there's crap ton of fbs schools in texas there's got to be like what 10 12 fbs programs in uh texas yeah Don't, don't name them all I know, but if you look at like, so there's like, like, like Texas is technically UT Austin. Right. And then, and then there's UT San Antonio, but that's the, it's the same like university system. Yeah. Well, Tennessee has UT Martin. I don't see them making a lot of money. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You mentioned uh, Ryan that uh, Mark Emmerich, the president of NCAA said that none of this is happening without students on campus. He believes a decision can be made by July 4th, but. No. Oh, actually, Tim, you had some breaking news just before we went on. Uh, do, 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 do. It was just the uh, NCAA won't mandate uniform return to college sports, basically. So they're leaving it up to the local governments, which we kind of talked about it, right? I mean, right. the Pac-12 is actually in support of an NCAA mandated. Everyone has to be able to start at the same time. Well, Ryan doesn't care about the Pac-12, so let's ignore that part of the conversation. Tim. Yeah, how does that affect us? Are we playing anyone in the <laughs> no, Pac-12 even? Like, so who, that who, makes who? sense. So this, first of all, that kind of kind of gives an idea that the NCAA kind of agrees with Panther Russ about the whole idea that this could be the end of the NCAA. They don't want to get in the way 
and stop big money-making schools from playing football by saying no if Washington can't play that Georgia can't play basically so they're gonna be like schools or conferences can make their own decisions I'm, I assume it's make conferences I don't think they'd drop it down to individual universities but they could I think I saw something today that said that Alabama's already in a conversation with um I think it was TCU that so Bama and TCU both open with Pac-12 opponents and so they've entered into conversations that if the Pac-12 can't play week one, that they would just play each other. Because I think uh, Bama has USC and TCU has somebody that no one cares about because no one cares about TCU. Because nobody cares about Pac-12. Um, TCU, the Horned Frogs. Yeah. That's the only thing I care about. This is cool. And they were good for like two or three years. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so... So do you think that if, if, if like Vandy can't play... For whatever reason, you said it'll be conference level. If Vandy can't play for whatever reason, then Alabama's not going to play. No, you're right. <laughs> but do you think that Vandy the, could play? Do you the think article? Is, the article is basically it's up to the the actual schools themselves, not the actual schools. Level. Yeah. So this goes back to what Panthersville was saying on PT or or to me a week or two ago that Georgia, the, uh, the state of Georgia should just have a round robin between just keep going. <laughs> well, yeah. Round robin between uh state UGA tech. And uh, there's another school that plays football here. Get one other one up. somewhere. Yeah. 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 Sure. And then but do it at home and Savannah home. state Savannah state. That's the one you're forgetting. <laughs> yeah. Because they don't play football anymore, but do a home and home. So we actually, you know, get uh, everybody plays a, a game at home against an opponent. Wait right there. Although, I could t- obviously we know Tech will come, is willing to come play Georgia State in Atlanta because that's scheduled. Right. Getting UGA to play Georgia State in Atlanta is far fetched. I don't. I don't agree. We've we've oh, al- we already know the scuttlebutt that that was uh, know, on the table. It's far fetched, but it's not outside the realm of a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that Georgia must make a trip to Statesboro? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Like, no. Like, no, no, we're just uh, we'll play you in uh, we'll play you Mercedes Benz. How about that? I was going to say, but like, what if Georgia Georgia plays us in the Merc? Yeah, dude, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, why not play all of them there? Why not? Why not play every game in Mercedes Benz for the Georgia for this Georgia round robin thing? Just every like when the Georgia teams yeah. are playing, you play in Atlanta. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, and I think the people that have to travel like wouldn't mind that because it's a it's a good destination. The only thing. school that has a long drive, so to speak, long drive is Southern At, fans. Yeah, obviously, I mean, Tech and Georgia State. That's that's nothing, and then uh, Georgia is not that. You know, the way people travel on three sixteen, it's like a forty five minute trip, especially when no one's on the road because of the Coro. I mean, Arthur Blank would like the revenue, right? Yeah, well, yeah, stupid. You should write a letter. <laughs> Let him propose it <laughs> to the state. <laughs> I want to help everyone out. I want to play college football. Let's play it in my stadium. Wait, well, I guess yeah, I guess we couldn't do it on Sundays though. You have to get, do well. I guess it'd just be two games a week, right? You would do uh, an early game and a, and a late game. Oh man, a tailgating for that would be awesome. Oh. All four, all four teams tailgating throughout downtown Atlanta. Yes, and man, like, I'm. You're, you're, we're brilliant, man. 
the three of us uh, know, together. This is this is Panthersville idea originally, but we're definitely no, thinking. no, no. That's fine. <laughs> it's us. Taking it to the next level there. We're it's taking us. it to a higher level. Yeah, it's a higher level. Yeah, the, the, the tailgating for that would be if you had all four teams playing here, all tailgating out there. The the late team, <laughs> the late game teams sitting in the lot watching it on TV, and then they flip flop back and forth. I don't know if we'd make it in the stadium if we're in the late game. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about you, David. <laughs> <laughs> like, I said we, but I mean David. I meant you. My my PSLs with Mercedes Benz. Oh, you can just be inside of, the whole day. Give me first order refusal on my seats. So I would actually be able to sit in my seat for both games. All you can eat, all you can drink. Where would you go, put go watch Southern beers. play Georgia before us? I wouldn't know who was playing when. <laughs> or are you going to come tailgate with us out in the lot? Well, you know, I would assume games probably start at like uh, the, they would do probably like a like a, a late afternoon game than an evening game, right? So I, I get a few hours. I get some brunch hours in with you guys. Oh boy! And you're going to go watch? Okay, let let me do the worst matchup. Even Southern and Tech. You're going to go watch Southern and Tech. Ooh. Go Jackets! Buzz, buzz, buzz. I know. Well, duh. That's not what I was saying, but it's not good football. Uh, no, I was actually a, a tech fan, a college football fan before. Oh, before Georgia had football, like if I was going to root for any college football yeah. program in the state of Georgia, it was Tech. I would, Georgia was number two in that regard. So, because I don't like really care about that rivalry. I, I tried when I moved to Atlanta, and I, it, it's the same thing. The triple option was just so boring. Oh, no, I, I don't feel like good. I didn't watch the games. Yeah, yeah. And when I got the score updates, I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. So uh, that'd be fun. Throw in uh, maybe a Kennesaw State and Mercer come in as every once in a while. Just to, yeah, you know, throw a bone. That'd be good. That'd be fun. Speaking of Mercer, uh, GSU Barstool tweeted about what would be the better crowd: GSU versus Mercer or GSU versus Kennesaw. Well, I think the question was what would the crowd be like. Close enough. And you and you replied, I think Kennesaw would be better. Well, we know Kennesaw. We, we know, know what Kennesaw. Kennesaw would look like. I don't think Mercer would be any better than what Kennesaw was at all. I think it'd be worse. I, mean, I don't Kennesaw, know how many Kennesaw students go answer. there, but like... But Mercer does have an Atlantic campus. I don't know if anybody in the Atlantic campus gives a crap about uh, Mercer Bears. That's probably... I think it's a non-traditional campus. Yeah. It's, so like, it's, like a night, it's like a night school type thing, I think. Well, look at us now. We've gotten so big, we, we make fun of night school. <laughs> no, I mean we're, we're like, non-traditional I too, but we were never got enough school. people. To... We were evening school. <laughs> yeah, but if it was um, if if it, like, if it was like a remote, um, you know, North Georgia, Georgia State campus that is a that was a evening school only, like those those people don't care. No, no. Uh, I, yeah, I don't I think Mercer's that. got just under five thousand students, so you know they're probably more interested in Kennesaw easily. Yeah, Kennesaw, I, w- I would say that Kennesaw is definitely, would be a... Reg- we have a uh, John Weaver sighting. Oh, there we go. Less than 10K. They have actually 47.97. I just aching them to Stetson where I went. Um, oh, happy birthday, John. Happy birthday, man. Thanks for uh, spending your special Stetson day. Stetson is 3,150, yeah, so they're about the same. Tim, right? you're being an asshole. We're trying to say happy birthday to our friend. <laughs> And you're talking about Stetson. Happy birthday. Come on, like cowboy hats or something. They are cowboy hats. Is it that's in the cologne? Is it that too. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. It's not really cologne, though. I mean, 
Yeah, so um, the Georgia competition would be great, but the likelihood of that happening is very, very slim. Hey, so I wanted to talk about something else that I feel like we maybe didn't talk about that um, should have been talked about already, and that's the Harbo thing. Oh, I got that. I got that. It's on the list. It's on there? Okay, cool. I felt like there was – I probably could have brought it up earlier and, and gotten into it okay, but uh, I was trusting you, and then we got way off subject. No, no, this is what I had. I wanted to start off with, like, what it's going to take to get college football going back again and what it would be like for Georgia State uh, to get into the college football playoff um by having this sunbelt sec only college football season how great would that be um, i'm in i'm in be, for it it'd be kind of fun as long as they pay us a million dollars every sec team we play i mean <laughs> and we'll get to keep the gates when they play us at home yeah, yeah i was i was about to say when they when they pay us that means that we're going to them that's you just have to know that yeah right so uh, and we, there is some, a little bit of GSU news, not a lot. Uh, we won't talk about this very much. There's not much to say, really. Uh, graduation over the past week. Uh, congratulations to all the uh, uh, students who graduated, both, both athletes and non-athletes alike. That's great. Uh, it was an online graduation. Surprise, surprise. Uh, there, were, there were a few videos online of some some families doing little unique things to make it special for their kids and everything, which is cool. Uh, but did they have a speaker? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I didn't pay much attention to it. I literally, my notes, I have GSU news heading and then like heading to on my graduation dot, dot, dot. Nothing under that. Wow. It's on to the next thing. <laughs> I'm still I'm still really bitter about my graduation because um, my keynote speaker, whatever it's called, um, was Christiane Amanpour from CNN. And she just spent like an hour talking about herself and it was terrible. And then the very next year, uh, they, they had President Jimmy Carter. I'm like, wow. Come on, man. I got a CNN anchor that can't talk about anything but herself. And you guys get president jimmy carter like this is bull <laughs> i went to a friend's graduation in athens and they had ted turner oh that would be awesome yeah, it was great it was great the only thing i really remember about it well uh there was two things but the one thing that was actually funny was he was like you know when you go out in the world you know don't focus on money and blah blah blah, blah about money and then like, there were sort of like rumblings in the crowd because they were doing it at sanford stadium and he's like He's kind of, you could tell he went off character, off speech. He's like, don't get me wrong. Money's great. It's all that I have. like, but. And then he's he so of, rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, graduation. Congrats to all those guys. Uh, and then uh, there was the other thing is the football 2019 team awards came out. And I guess they were, they've, they're releasing those daily. So, I thought I got everything and then I saw some more or at least one more came out today. But um, the only ones I got was academic award went to uh, <laughs> autocorrect fail, went to Chris Sibla. Sibla, I has a uh, Christmas Sibla on my iPad here. It's close uh, enough. <laughs> the Ironman award, which that was kind of funny. Ironman award. Uh, what would you think the Ironman award is for? Uh, pumping iron. Right, right. Strongest player. Okay, okay. Well, e- either Ryan did homework for the very first time ever, or he totally gets it. I had no idea. I, I, I saw Ironman Award, and I thought uh, Dan Ellington for like just battling through the injury and playing. And 
playing card and everything. Well, <clears throat> so, but, you're, so, but you're right. You're right. Iron Man Award is for outstanding performance in the weight room, which went to Jamil Muhammad, the backup quarterback. And isn't that the guy from Vandy? Is it yes. Jamil Muhammad, the, that guy? Yeah. And they said that he was um, pretty badass in the weight room. So, so the other thing yeah. Iron Man means traditionally, specifically in football, is somebody who plays on both sides of the ball. So, oh, yeah. like, a running back who's also a corner is an Iron Man. Football. Yeah, because in my, my movie, Necessary Roughness, from episode four that neither of you had seen, actually, uh, I don't remember if you are on that episode or not, uh, they actually call it the go to Iron Man football because they don't have enough players to play. Uh, yeah, so Sandy Crawford is more than just the kicker? No, it's Kathy Ireland. Whatever. Kathy Ireland. That's the same person. You, Kathy, you didn't say that. Oh, this, no. Oh, no. Wait. What is her mole on the left cheek instead of the right cheek? Like, I mean, exactly. what, what are you? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, no. Kathy Ireland was just just a kicker. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, so I get that. So, you know, I guess, yeah. Iron Man Award. What's a Jamil Muhammad? Uh, Scouting <laughs> Award. Uh, Jalen Wade. Vincent Lyman. Uh, top offensive lineman award went to Hunter, Hunter Atkinson, who's now with the Falcons. So yeah, awesome. did you see that picture? Him. Him. He is giant, man. He he's a, he, is. he is a grown man, which yeah, I guess so. he's twenty two or twenty three. So yeah, yeah, and and he did not get the Iron Man award. Our future possible quarterback did, so that's encouraging. But I, I mean, I was I was looking at him, and you know, Georgia recruited him at tight end. We originally recruited him at tight end, and when he ended up transferring in, he wasn't an offensive lineman right away. He didn't get shifted. But oh, really? could you imagine that ginormous person being a tight end? Like, he obviously he's, is an offensive lineman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a beast. You're like, J.J. Watts is a tight end or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that was, yes. He's got some I think he does that sometimes, though, doesn't he? Doesn't J.J. Watt come yeah, in he, and do... He's lined up on offense and caught a touchdown at least once. So. Yeah. Uh, then, I, my apologies. The I saw a tweet come through, and I... I Wrote it down to get the information later on. Defensive, uh, top defensive lineman. Maybe one of you guys can check out Georgia State football's Twitter account and see who got that award. That's the last one that I saw come through. I didn't get the name of them, but yeah. Actually, yeah, John, backup, backup. Uh, Muhammad is the backup quarterback. I got, I yeah, I think he's a little bit behind. I don't know what question he's asking. Yeah, I think YouTube's way behind on the feed. Yeah, I thought behind. it was closer, but I think it's not at all closer. I think it's much further, much further. But, much, uh, we'll get the further. answer in a minute, right? I mean, we'll get there. Uh, so this, there was some Sunbelt news, uh, kind of. This one, and, and I bring this up because Ryan actually texted Tim and me during the week something, and it's a first <laughs> to hear from him. Uh, Brett Murphy tweeted that uh, no surprise whatsoever at all, the Sunbelt Conference will be doing their media day virtually does anybody watch this um ben. media yeah ben it's ben ben, ben absolutely it. watches it i yeah. mean like in general media days i know there's like diehard fans like the bigger programs like the sec acc big but what the hell they talk about I, i've never watched i i mean i may have tuned in or something on what is it? They bring one or two kids with them down to wherever they think they're going to do the thing. And they say, we're going to be the best team this year. We're going to be better. We're going to win games. We're going to, well, it's just fluff for media attention during a dead time of the year. Right. 
So the thing is, is they could probably save a bunch of money if they just took half of what they spend on flying people out there and putting on the show and just spent it on advertising in the AJC. Do you think we fly our people down <laughs> to New Orleans? That's, that's where ours has been is New Orleans. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Fly them, man. yeah. Three people. It's like three. It's, it's a uh, two team captains and, uh, and the coach, I think. Well, no, but then there's either, there's gotta be other, uh, administrative guys that go along with them. The camera crew, the media crew, the, all yeah, I think they fly them all. I, w- I would imagine they do. Yeah, I just... I know I'm obviously a diehard fan, but I don't get into all the nuance of this kind of stuff. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I just don't care. Do this. Do your media day from campus. <clears throat> go. I mean, especially in this day and age, do this thing. Do this virtual thing. Just go online. Have it streamed. Let, let the conference stream like everybody independently from their places or something, but... Uh, so only seven of 10 conferences are doing this, which means uh, the ones that are out that have not announced virtual are unsurprisingly SEC, ACC, and Big Ten. I mean, those so they haven't probably, announced it all or they, they time, are they yeah. continuing with their schedule of doing it? They've not announced that they're doing it virtually. So they likely will be. But of <clears> course, <throat> I feel like those are the three conferences that are probably the biggest holdouts. And I think the SEC normally does it in Atlanta, like at the Hyatt or something. Like I, thought downtown. In, uh, I thought it was in Alabama. They've done it. And I, I know they've done it in some, one of the downtown convention hotels in the last like three or four years. They've done Maybe it there. Dates or something. But yeah, uh, I, I remember hearing on the radio, uh, the sports talk radio being in Alabama. All right. Past, but Fair. Whatever. <sighs> Just so dumb. I don't know. I'm I don't sure really pay me. attention to media days, but I mean, you know, there are people. It's like love recruiting that. to me. I just don't care. Like, in, until they're on the field, on the field. Like, I don't really care what they're talking about. It's well, not- media days is like worse than recruiting, even because it's just a bunch of coach speak. Oh, know? exactly. Like, oh, and that's what I'm so sick of. That email. Coach speak, coach speak is the absolute uh, worst. All right, John yeah. said Hadrick Willis. I have no idea what he's saying. Right, John, I'm going to need more than just one or two words. Come on. <laughs> Yeah. Know. We know it's your birthday, but we need more. Exactly. He's not even capitalizing letters anymore. I think that maybe John's been enjoying his birthday quite a bit, which I do. So, um, yeah, another thing that came up, uh, I think, Tim, you messaged me about this, maybe directly, actually, uh, which I think is a lot of comedy on this one. Uh, the Sun Belt and the SEC have extended their football officiating management agreement. What? <laughs> Where are these officials? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, God. The, the, uh, uh, the SEC, <laughs> what, what is it? I have the title down here. Uh, the SEC's coordinator of football officials, John McDad. That may be another autocorrect fail. McDad? <laughs> That's probably an autocorrect fail. I almost spit right. my beer out. <laughs> Side note. Side note. <laughs> I know we don't typically get off uh, uh, on tangents here, but as a side note, I did meet a server probably 20 years ago at the Cheesecake Factory at Perimeter Mall, and her last name was McDaddy. She showed me her driver's license. Her last name was McDaddy. I'm like, can I marry you and take your last name? I want to be David (laughs) McDaddy. So, uh, yeah, technically I proposed <laughs> before, before I met my wife and she said no. Big uh, Daddy said no to you? Yeah, and she got a lousy tip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you have a ring? I just met her for the first time. Did you bring her A-game? 
I think I probably tried to like wrap a napkin into a ring or something like that. No, I feel like I, you got to work for that. I mean, but, like th- she was bringing a lot to the table. Yeah, <laughs> she shows me her real here. Since I, I I proposed to her. I think that's what else do you need in, in, a, in a relationship? <laughs> but anyhow, so whatever John's name is, last name is. Uh, so he's the SEC coordinator of football officials. He'll have the same title with the Sun Belt, which means that he'll handle all recruitment of Sun Belt officials. He'll make all game assignments, oversee instant replay process, uh, coordinate officials training and monitor and evaluate uh, officials. So basically, the Sun Belt uh, officiating crew is the minor league for the SEC officiating crew. Wait, why? Wait. Because he's an SEC person? I'm sorry. Yes, he's the, he's the SEC coordinator of football officials. And he's now the SBC something like that? Ryan, I'm going to need you to keep keep up a little earlier on in this. I've, I've had a number of beers. We basically have the minor leagues of officials. Is what Wait, why? If he's the SEC coordinator of whatever, how does that relate to the Sun Belt? We've so had an agreement. We, we've had an agreement in place. And they extended this agreement through the 22 season. So we're their their B league, yeah. Of officials, of officials. Yes, we are their B league. We are their B. <laughs> yeah, we are. We're their guys, B. Sure. Guys, I mean that explains so much, though. Like <laughs> Jesus, I mean, we got to get better, right? I mean, like that's that's not the way to do it. You don't think why, so? Why why do we have why do we have this agreement in place with the SEC? I don't understand. <sighs> I don't know. SEC officials are better than SBC officials. Not when the SEC uh, – wait, not when the coordinator is taking them for the SEC when, when they get good. Well, you would think, though – think about it, minor league uh, ideas. is like, all right, this guy is coming up to the ranks and officiating. He looks like he may be a pretty good official. Let's let it see how he does in the Sun Belt. And if he does well, then we'll promote him up to the SEC. We'll, we'll should- take him out of there. Yeah, if you're good, you get promoted out of the SBC. Out of the SBC, and if you're and if you suck, like we're stuck with you, basically. So we're stuck well, no, with I the did, shitty ones. Well, ideally, he would get rid of the guy and replace him with someone who's better. Well, no, no, roll the dice on another person. So chances are we're we're getting nonstop bad ones until we get a good one, and then we lose them. Right, and they take them. Yeah, but you would think that we're going to be getting better people. This is such a bad deal. Well, honestly, I love it, and I hope that he, <laughs> You're he wrong. Have you not seen the officiating in the Sun Belt? How could you um, defend the system? No, it's, in theory, it's a great idea, but we got to get better. And also, can we take? Can we get SEC officials for uh, basketball as well? Why would we? No, we're not getting SEC officials. Well, we're getting people that may be SEC one day. No. No, we're mostly not. And once you, we have one that's that think, caliber, they're getting taken. Do you think right. an official, like a quality official, may actually come uh, officiate an SBC game with the opportunity to get to SEC? Like, all right, yeah, we might get one game. game with one official that's worth worth a damn, and oh, then they're, they're going to get taken. It's, there's not going to be like some guy comes in and it's like there's one pass interference call, and John McDad is like, "Oh wow, <laughs> that was a good pass interference call." You're promoting from the Lafayette Troy game all the way up to the Bama Sorry. game. All it's right, you maybe. might get like a season with a good official, and then he's gone. It's going to be a couple of seasons, two or three seasons, I would assume, before they. And evaluate. then he's gone. Exactly. And then the guy, find, John McDad, finds somebody else. And they're not that good. 
And if they are, he's only there for two or three years, and then he's gone. This is a bad. This is I'm bad. not for this deal. That's all. Yeah, I, I guess I'm the I'm the lone person on this deal. The incentives are all wrong. It it, it it siphons the quality to another league. But I also feel like it gets a higher quality coming in from the very beginning. We'll see. I guess you could see. I could see that point of view a little bit. But on the flip side, once someone is established as a good ref, they're gone. But this is and this is what's been in place, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's happened. It went into place a couple of years ago or something like that. Our officiating blows, man. It's been blo- it's blown for for. I mean, how how much it's do we complain not about been the good? I would not call it good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been terrible. It's hard. It's a hard job, man. I guess. I mean, some of the calls this past season. Are you kidding? Like, there's some lousy calls that even went to replay and then just stood. I yeah, know. I don't understand how replay. A lot of replays have gone the way they've gone. It's, do they have? Wait, wait, do they have like replay people for the SBC somewhere else? No, it's supposed to be the same thing. It's supposed to be the, ex- uh, the exact same process. They're like, oh wait, wait, this is an SBC right, game. Right. Go over to those people. Yeah, I, do, I do have a request. Can we bring up McDad in every episode from here on out? <laughs> we can totally figure out what his name is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just whenever we don't know somebody's name, we'll just be like McDad. It must be, it must be a McDad. Got McDad. He's in the McDad family. Hey, hey, I know we had an idea for the title of this episode, but it has to include McDad at this point. If we had an idea for it, um, which I remember that, uh, Remind me of what it is later on. I think that, we'll remember. Yeah, when we way. when we're in last call, we'll I'll, I'll I'll talk about it because you'll ask and I'll have something. All right, Max Hedrum, back off. Um, all right, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're Max Hedrum a little bit. What is this? All right, so J- John has now messaged us. Don't know if you talked about it yet, but this from uh, Charlie Cobb said that Panthers stuck out. We want to be a top twenty-five athletics program, reflecting on the universities transformation as a school of that 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 yeah we we touched on that we didn't really focus a lot on it though but i love i love i love john's new attitude he's a little toasty i think <laughs> yeah well yeah, it's his birthday man I, how many birthdays you've been sober since you were 18 16 14 so transformation as a school of choice and highly ranked research one institution nice yeah, yeah, I, I absolutely I agree. Like um, that is the goal. Yeah, that's the goal is is to be a top twenty five. That's a, it's a high aspiration. Uh, and, but what is a top twenty five athletics program? What does that mean? Does that mean that football and basketball are regularly ranked in the top twenty five? I would. I mean, that's that's the only way I I read it. But yeah. I guess it could have been so. somewhere else. Yeah, that, that's a high aspiration. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, we beat Tennessee, man. What do you want? <laughs> Well, there's no, there's no school in the Sun Belt that meets that criteria. There's no school in Conference USA that meets that criteria, is there? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, uh, is there a school in the American that meets that? I did mean, App State did App State ever get ranked, or did yeah. they? They or got did ranked. They... Actually, I saw a ranking. I didn't write it down, but I saw a ranking. Uh, this may have been some BS Reddit post, but uh, they were doing analysis analyzation of which college football program, which FBS programs stand to have most potent offenses over the next three years. And app state came in at 24 out of the wow. top five. So, um, great. Awesome. 
but but basketball they're not there in basketball so like what oh yeah no i don't think that matters <laughs> everything revolves around football for you right i've had i've had a few beers i'm sorry i'm sorry uh lanier i know you listen and i apologize um i don't i don't mean that you matter i matter no <laughs> basketball pretty sure i matter so uh well yeah, you put this whole thing together you do too Mr. Fishing for compliments. Oh, you know, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Your beard's looking full. Yeah, I keep on thinking about trimming it up, but then uh, I, keep going. Why then I wake I? up and I'm like, that seems like a lot of effort. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, and maybe we can dive in next week about what it means to be a, a top twenty-five program. You guys do your homework and educate me. Yeah, I'll be sure to do my homework. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I will. Uh, the next topic I had on the list actually was what Brian brought up earlier. Um, our little NCAA news. Jim Harborough wrote an open letter to the football community about some changes he wants to see. Um, yeah, Ryan, you brought it up. What do you think? What, what, what do you want to talk about? Say, say what no, you got. Oh, I love it. I don't have it pulled up right now, but um, basically he is saying that um, – God, man, you put me on the spot. You should talk for a minute while I pull it up. <laughs> so uh, basically, I guess the idea is he wants to kind of uh, loosen a lot of the restrictions that are out there. And these restrictions, I think most of them really come from the NFL, do not come from NCAA. Because the NFL has a restriction on three years before being three years out of high school before being considered for the NFL. That's not an NCAA rule. They can't enforce that. I got it. You want me to just say it? Sure. Say what you, you ready? Got, guy. You ready for me to read boring stuff? I mean, no, that's sort of read, boring. No, I did not want you to read boring stuff. Paraphrase stuff. it. So, yeah, no, yeah. So, it's the, the proposal is basically anyone can enter the draft, and if you don't get drafted in the first 20, 224 picks, which I think is is what the draft is. Um, I, I didn't do the math on that, but I'm, I'm fairly certain it was, that's what it But is. it was really weird they kept on saying, or he kept on saying, the first 224 picks. I think that just means, like, if you don't get drafted, right? You can come right. back. I know, but it was weird. That he, right. came on, he It was multiple times said in the letter the first two hundred twenty-four picks, and I'm kind of like, all right. Um, but he just, if, you're, if you're a seventh rounder, you know, <laughs> game on. He right. just wanted so, to make sure it was right. established two hundred twenty-four <laughs> picks. That's it. Well, so basically, you can go. Um, yeah, you can go uh, into the draft, and if you don't get drafted, then you can go back to your your college, and you still have your um, college eligibility as long as you don't sign any kind of free agent contract or anything like that. So. As long as, uh, you're, as long as you make any money, as long as no one pays you money, no compensation. Right, right, right. So, so, I mean, like, we have undrafted agents all the time. Um, I mean, that that's like how Georgia State people end up. We're not typically drafted. Our, our players right. aren't typically drafted. Is it just Bilo Kitty that was drafted? Just who? Bilo, Chris Bilo Kitty. He was our first oh, drafted. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, he was drafted in the Canadian Football League. Was he also? I don't think he got no, he drafted, was drafted by, the, by the Raiders. He was our first player drafted. Okay. Well, he got drafted in the Canadian Football League too. So <laughs> he was drafted twice. But yeah, you're, so you're right. So the, <clears throat> the proposal has, I guess, three parts to it. Yes, declaring for the draft. Anybody can declare for the draft at the end of any season, including at the end of high school. Right. Oh, at the, the end draft. of high school, really? You can declare for the draft at directly out of high school if you want. Uh, okay. So you in theory, could have an 18-year-old kid, realistically a 19-year-old kid, uh, by the time the season starts as a starter or 
playing an NFL game. Right. But um, he, I think he even uses the term, um, uh, I can't remember the term. Well, I think I wrote it down somewhere. But anyhow, there's these freak athletes, these guys that are like, you know, they're, they're, they're like the, the Joe Jones on basketball where he's a 19-year-old kid but looks like he's a 34-year-old man. A phenom. A phenom, yeah. Uh, yeah, that you could have um, those kind of guys. You're LeBron right. James, for example. They could possibly be, you know, just ready, physically ready. Maybe right. not. Maybe not football IQ. Maybe not prepared maturity wise. But you're physically ready to just go. Just an athlete, like ready right. to go. And you can declare. So you can declare for the draft at any time. And if you don't get drafted, if you don't sign a free agent contract you could um, go back to college. And then, and then once you do um, you can, as whenever you leave college, it also says that that college will still pay for your education for however many years you attended. So if you if you just did your freshman year uh, and you just did one year and then you left, you could still come back for a free year. Um, And then, uh, and then like, if you stayed four years, then you could, you you don't only get a year, left i don't don't know the math on all that i didn't like it i was like this is dumb if you're not paying for the school why would why should they pay for your education so So, yeah it's a it's a one-to-one basically so if if you've gone for your freshman year and then you declare for the draft um and you uh, actually even if you go and play if you if you get into uh the nfl if you or, or any i guess i guess any pro league if you get in and you play when you come it's when you come back when you come back for after playing pro sports, pro football, if you've been, if you played for the college for one year, the school will pay you to go to school for one more year. If you played for two or three years, they'll, after your pro career, they'll pay for two years of college. And then if you went to college, if you played for, for four years and went pro, you'd get one year left to finish your degree if you didn't finish it. No. Yeah, well, no, I I think that part of it's bogus, right? I mean, you you pay for them while they're while they're producing, right? I feel like I feel like this was Harborough's way of trying because his big argument was putting education first, so to speak, and this is his way of saying, you know, if a kid goes out there, he still has the opportunity to come back and get his finish his degree or at least get some part of it. But it, it, he specifically says on at the cost of the university, which yeah, at Michigan, you can probably afford that without a problem whatsoever at all. But that's not something that uh, a, a Georgia state can necessarily afford for a player to come back and finish your degree a couple of years later. I'm just not seeing the need there. I mean, if you leave school early and go to the NFL and get an NFL salary, you can definitely afford your college education, yeah, right? Your NFL salary—it's it's, while a great salary if you get it for one year, if you get it for two. And you years. chose to leave, right? I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's the part that I have an issue with. Just like Ryan, it's the part that I have an issue with. Yeah. So uh, there was there was some other interesting things outside of the pro- proposal that was like It says a future model to consider. Um, it was saying no red shirt, you just get five years. Um, that makes a lot of sense to me. I like, like that. Yeah, like who cares? Like stop, stop putting all these weird rules around well, it. Like just let like, them have five years. So many students, especially in a school like Georgia State, but so many universities, you're not finishing school in four years. Well, the yeah. average is six years uh, now, I think, unless it's even gotten longer than that. I took seven yeah. years. Yeah, I, I got no problem with giving a kid a, a, a fifth year of eligibility. Especially when you consider they have a full-time job of being a student athlete or being an athlete 
in addition to being a student. So uh, although uh, we talked about the student awards, Chris Cibola got the academic award. He had the highest GPA uh, on the team, and he also graduated in three years as a football player. Right. So it's well, so he gets graduate transfer rights too. If he wanted to, he could go transfer to another program that didn't have um, a program no, he, we have. He, he's a grad assistant at uh, a state now. Right. Right. But I'm saying he could fit into right, that though, could, and not he sit. Could. He could do graduate transfer and, and not sit somewhere bigger if he, if he wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other, yeah. So that's, that's Harbo goes on to say he supports that the current graduate transfer rule. And then also says, uh, proposes a one-time transfer rule, allowing a student athlete a one-time transfer to another school without sitting out, which I think is awesome. I, I, I mean, I don't think it should be a one-time. I think people should just be able to go to whatever school they want to go to. And uh, you know. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that as well. I think you should go to transfer schools without a, a problem. Uh, the, the only issue with that comes into the concern of players just – shining in a smaller program moving up and it's still it's the one rule in place that actually helps i guess it helps and hurts the smaller programs because we can't have guys drop down and there's because it's not dropping down there is no difference between you know uh texas and georgia state you know we're, we're, we're on the same playing field so yeah uh, it sucks. It's great that, that Dan Ellington could not have gone up to Texas to be quarterback after a stellar year, but it also sucks that, you know, another player couldn't drop down. But also like, think about from Dan's perspective, it sucks that he couldn't go to Texas because maybe yeah. that would have been better for him yeah, in, so that's, in a lot that, of ways. That's, that's your whole libertarian perspective on everything, which I agree with hundred percent. However, these are choices people have made to go to these schools that have these rules in place. That doesn't mean we can't change it. Also, they have a monopoly on the system. So it's hard to, it's hard to say that because if they wanted to play football, they have to play it this way right well, now. Well, University of Phoenix can start football anytime they want. That's true. So, so um, the, the, the then, one thing and, I will they, say. They can, rival, they, they can rival Liberty, you know? <laughs> so I, <laughs> that's funny. Um, I will say that this will, um, this, this proposal would make college football not as good. Like, like clearly, yeah, because I mean, look at baseball right now. That's what they do. You can enter the, um, the, the, uh, what MLB draft right out of college. You don't have to go to, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant, right out of high school. You don't have to go to college and you have all of the talent like skips it. So college teams don't get the MLB talent. Well, there's, there's a difference though. Major league baseball is different from the NFL because these kids get drafted, uh, out of high school but they can still go to college and their their rights remain with the with the, the team that drafted them so the Braves can draft somebody out of a high school and that kid go play baseball somewhere else but when he wants to go pro the Braves own him which is different now sorry own him own no his, you're not the, the thing own, is is that's the right word I mean own, own, own his ability to play could he go play for the Houston whoever is Houston no team? no he cannot he cannot they, they have brave until they trade they trade him uh, or whatever they want to do which is different in the NFL the, if you are coming out of high school and the Braves draft you your options are go to college or go play minor league baseball. Minor league, you're you're yeah. not going to come out of high school and go straight to major league baseball right. for the most part. There are those freaks of nature. Oh, maybe, maybe that was a term he used. That sounds 
Freaks of Nature. That sounds familiar. There's fr- uh, freak, freaks of the thing. Fr- fr- freaks of Nature. That, could, that maybe would go your your LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, those kind of guys. Uh, but yeah, but that, basketball still got to play there, two years though. There is no minor league without those guys went and played before that was a rule. Oh, uh, yeah. So there is no minor league in NFL. So these players are, it's not like an opportunity. Oh, I'm going to either be on the Atlanta Falcons <clears throat> as an actual player or go to college and wait to see if I get picked up later on. Yeah. It's, it's different. It's not, I'm not going to be on the, the quintuple a Mississippi, whatever team playing <laughs> baseball, making 10 or 12 grand a year. Yeah. Versus going to college maybe on scholarship. Yeah. Not, not paying for anything other than, you know, some extracurriculars or whatever. So I don't, I don't think it hurts. I don't think it's negative. I think there, there are negatives. Too. And if anything, I think it may actually be better for the smaller programs. The G5 programs may actually benefit from the whole thing. Maybe. I mean, like I said, I, I just don't put a lot of weight on that because I, I put a lot more weight on the student athlete themselves and whatever is best for them, I think, is the right the right move, whether cool or not thing, it's detrimental to the sport. The cool thing I like about it is, and I think it would probably help more G5 kids maybe even get drafted, is uh, they have that opportunity to declare for the draft after a quality season and then maybe get picked up. If they don't get picked up, they can always come back. The hard part is, I say it puts more of an onus on the university because now it's like, all right, well, this kid is on the program. He's been great. He's been he's been good enough to be considered in the NFL draft. Well, if he gets picked up, then he's gone. We have that scholarship spot available. But if he doesn't get picked up and he wants to come back, now I got this spot where, well, I'd love to have you come back, but I promised another kid. And it just it adds another wrench into the whole factor of the whole thing. You have to let him back, right? You don't, I don't, you don't have to, I don't think you have to let him back. Maybe, no. maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, so, so the future model to consider for Harbo also included a consideration of eliminating the current hard cap rule of which limits each school to a combined maximum of 25 scholarships per year for incoming freshmen and transfers each year. So you get rid of that. Um, you still probably have the hard cap of 85 scholarships per team, which, which would, um, which might be affected by this, but you at least get rid of that 25 scholar- new scholarships. So that way you can offer more. Do you think the changes in the uh, naming image and licensing stuff, whatever would, uh, or likeness name, image and likeness that would change things. Maybe someone just declares for the draft, just to get their name and on ESPN a little bit more to pump up their, their t-shirt sales or their uh, YouTube channel views or something like that. And then with no intention of really going to the draft, I know they're going to get there, but they'll throw their name up. I, I I think in theory what you're saying makes sense and I, I have no problem with it, but um, I, practi- practically it wouldn't work because if they're not good enough to get drafted, they probably aren't going to get paid attention to in the way right. that it would matter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's, it's an interesting concept. I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Yeah. I like I it. I it. like empowering student athletes. So yeah, I'm definitely all for the uh, one-time transfer thing because the better, higher caliber players get it anyway. Yeah, and so it kind of levels that playing field where anyone that wants to transfer will be immediately eligible. That's an awesome point. It, it levels I mean, it. It's dead on. Yeah. 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 
Well, that's all I got for this week, guys. That's well, all. This is like the longest episode ever. I don't think so, actually. Maybe it's a late start to about an hour, 30 minutes, probably. Hour. Yeah. Is that not the longest? Is that? <laughs> I know. Yeah, like a couple weeks ago, it was really long. Uh, all right. That's cool. Uh, anyhow, so there is one more thing that uh, Tim sent over uh, out the week. Uh, Doug Robeson got a little uh, Georgia State love going on. So we'll, we'll keep that for, for last call. Nice. There. Yeah. So you guys got any final comments before I close this one out? No, let's close it out. I mean, I, Tim, whatever. We're, we're, we're balls deep in this. Let's, uh, move Whoa. On. He's already in last call. He jumped the I gun like, a little bit. I like <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening uh, and watching uh, for that matter. Uh, we'll t- do this again next week with whatever comes up. We're going to head on over to last call and keep on talking a little bit more um, less censored, I guess you would say. Open, open-minded. Well, I don't know the words I'm looking for. Anyhow, uh, and to get last call, it's three dollars on Patreon, right? Yep. Uh, Patreon.com/slash State of Atlanta. Check it out. It'll be free on Friday. Or free immediately for those who pay, which is not free. Man, I should really get a thing for this. Yep. Write it down, <laughs> man. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll uh, talk to you guys uh, next week. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Happy birthday, John. Happy Go birthday. Panthers. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.